Dan's Driving Double Feature presents Howling 2 and 7-2, a minute-by-minute podcast, episode 16. Hello, everyone. It's Dan. How you doing? We are, we are, well, we're, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, one-sixth of the way into the movie, which is, which is good. And uh, we are, the movies, I'm sorry, and we are covering Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, 85, and Howling New Moon Rising, 94. That's Howling 7. And we're just going to dive right in here. Uh, where were we last time? In Howling 2, a Chris release character, um, well, I've completely blanked out what his name was. I would say Scarzani, or, or Starvos, or, or Marcus, or Stratvis, or something like that, is explaining to Red Brown and his friend Jenny um, about uh, Red Brown's sister being killed at the end of Howling and that she was a werewolf and Red Brown is a bit giggly about it. Listen to this. But now there are great numbers of werewolves living secretly among us. Your sister was working on a story about one such group and was transformed. Oh, come on! Which is why she had herself killed telling me my sister arranged her own murder? Yes. To avoid the inevitable result. Come on, Johnny, let's get out of here. One moment, please. I'll prove it to you. This is a videotape of Karen White's last news broadcast. That tape disappeared after Karen was killed. No one ever saw it. May we see it now? Of course. That's why I asked you to come. And I leave you hanging with something about to happen. Something is going to happen the next minute. You heard Karen's name about to be spoken there. Uh, And yeah, they they pop a VHS in the player, and uh, uh, Christopher Lee is going to show um, uh, Jenny and Reb... um, uh, the the footage presumably from the end of Howling, but let's see exactly what they do, shall we? So in this minute, I like the the well, we know it from the previous film, but I guess that's one of the fun things about the Howling books and then the movies is the concept of like colonies of werewolves. You know, not just like there's just one werewolf. You know, whenever it breaks out, you know, it, I mean the thing the thing the Wolfman, the original um, uh, Wolfman. Um, which, of course, isn't the first werewolf movie, but is, is one of the best known. Uh, the thing the original Wolfman did was it was kind of almost a, a lineage, sort of. It, it seems like, you know, one person dies and gives it to another, and then another person dies and gives it to that person kind of thing. And it's, um, it, it, it does, it, it, it's really interesting because it doesn't really seem to be either people are attacked by the werewolf get away, or mostly they're killed. But it doesn't seem like anyone actually gets... Like I mean, I, I'm trying to think of like in the um, in the in the Lon Chaney werewolf movies and such. I'm trying to think: are there like other werewolves in there? No, it's just him, isn't it? So like, everyone he attacks, he kills, and if he doesn't kill them, he get away. So so there 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 there's never a moment where like halfway through like one of the werewolf movies, there suddenly another werewolf shows up. It's always just one. And then it seems sort of like possibly when he knows, he or she knows that they are dying, they, the person that is attacking them is, is, um, is, is, is struck with the claws and left with the mark of the werewolf. 
Um, because the, the the fun thing yeah, with the Howling movies is, is the concept that there are tons of werewolves out there. Now, Howling New Moon Rising doesn't give us that. Obviously, that's old, more, it's more the old-fashioned style. But, um, but yeah, Howling, the, the, that was the fun thing with the Howling, that it's, it's a colony of werewolves. And that's the thing with this movie is there's like a, this bevy, I don't know, what do you call them? Um, I don't know, I'll have to come up with a fun collective noun for it. I can't, I was going to say murder werewolves, but the crows took that. Um, I don't know, man. I'll come up with one. I'll come up with one. If you guys come up with one, please, guys, gals, and midnight pals, uh, uh, give me one. What would be a good collective noun for werewolves? Huh. Because I know, like, a collective noun uh, for, uh, like, for pornographers, it's, it's, it's a screw of pornographers. Murder of crows. Um, what is that? Ah, oh, nuts. Okay, I'll I'll, th- I'll think of something. Maybe there is one. I bet someone came up with one. We'll have to we'll have to check it. So, anyways, um, yeah. So that's one of the fun things with the Howling uh, series of the three books. Um, well, like I told you, I, I haven't got. I, I mentioned this previously. I haven't got more f- than a few chapters into the Howling. Um, Gary Bradner's prose is not grabbing me like I was hoping it would. Um, um, uh, just the sleaziness of like the opening chapters is just like, oh come on. And I do want to apologize. Uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm recording this in the uh, early evening, and it's summer, and it's warm out, and our air conditioning is on. I'm not uh, I'm not turning our air conditioning off and heating up the house to record this. I'm sorry. I know what you're thinking, Dan. What what? Please sacrifice for us. I'd love to, but my wife would get pissed. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna turn this off while I record me talking about howling movies for half an hour. Yeah, that that'll go down great. Um. I'm kidding, but the air is on. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so that is the fun thing about the Howling series, the, the Howling Behind the Concept, of course, Howling 4 is that, Howling 3 has that, Howling Howling 5 doesn't, Howling 6 doesn't, Howling 7 doesn't, and I have not seen Howling Rebirth. But it's, it's funny, yeah, once they sort of abandon Gary Bradner's um, concept and sort of just go wherever, like for the last three um, they they go back to the original concept of just a single werewolf, um, pa- sort of passing it on. Uh, but but yeah, and this one so Christopher Lee is talking to Red Brown, who um, who doesn't believe any of it, and um, and lets out a yell at one point, which is a good Red Bull yell. Um, but Christopher Lee is staying very calm and poised in his over decorated living room, while Jenny kind of sits there in her sort of. Um, kind of mid-80s Annie Hall type outfit uh, sounding a little like Emo Phillips. That's a great great combination. I mean, if you think about it, stately Christopher Lee, Red Brown, always ready to yell, and Jenny, who's house has been like, this went missing. So it's a fun, they're a fun group. And, um, yeah, yeah, the concept that uh, I mean, I mean, that's if you've seen the Howling, that that's certainly what it looks like. That she's kind of setting it up, so she um, she becomes the werewolf on air, and then hopefully someone will take her down, which is what they did. But now she's in her mausoleum, and probably not. Have, I would hope she could be able to get out of there. She the werewolves are pretty strong. I would think she could probably kick out the stone where her feet is, and then um, either turn herself around and push yourself out or or just kind of push yourself out so her body kind of goes out you know face up and kind of drops on out they're pretty flexible are the wolves can wolves change form no werewolves change form no no i was going to say like you know, dracula can become a wolf right that's not a werewolf though that's a vampire wolf i was going to say if um if werewolves could become mist then that would be 
kick ass. That would be primo. So uh, yeah, and, and um, uh, yeah, Red Brown isn't isn't taking this um, uh, well. Well, well, why would he? You know, it's this guy comes to you and tells you this thing. It's like he seems like a nutball. And um, but he's gonna play the tape that went missing. And how'd he get it? I don't know. I th- I thought she was gonna say like, "Where'd you get a copy of this? This went missing." Or or um, how'd you get a copy of this? No one was supposed to have this. But it's like the copy went missing right after she died. So he 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 stole it from this. That's the only copy they have. Something so important like that. That's the only copy they have. And it's, and you'll see it's when it starts. It's not even the whole news unless I guess it could have it queued up. I was gonna say it's not the whole newscast. I mean, but the thing with like, I, the thing I like with Christopher Lee though is that when they pop in the tape and go to play it, he doesn't do what most guys that age did in 1985, which is spend about ten minutes trying to figure out what what buttons to hit. Can I? Can I? Do I hit this one? Do I hit that? That's that's eject. Okay. So what do I do now? You got to push the tape back in. Okay, I did that. So what do I do now? That's a hit that button right there. You hit eject again. Okay, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. No, that's fast forward. Hit stop. Hit stop. Do oh thank good. You hit eject again. So what I have to do? We got to. I had a German history professor in college who. Like I, it's, it's. I think we had class with him twice a week, three times a week. At one of the classes every week, he would show some sort of video, and it was just, it was just the first ten minutes of each class was trying to get the 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 tape in, you know. And it was like we'd all. That was the one class everyone would show up early for, just to see what shenanigans he get involved with with the um, the VCR that week. But it is nice that he doesn't, um, you know cause himself too much trouble there. So we're gonna watch, we're gonna watch a Karen um, uh, turn into a werewolf and die in the next minute. But let us go, let us go to, um, let us go to Howling New Moon Rising, where surprisingly we've just watched the lead actor and one of the lead actresses dance. And when the next minute begins, I think they are they're about to step outside and dance a little more. No sign of a werewolf. Listen to this. Hey, a pass? <laughs> Wasn't a test. Was it? <sighs> what you really do, Pioneer Town. The whole place was boarded up and forgotten. Until 1987, when the communist government, in its infinite wisdom, decided the place would make an excellent tourist attraction. The first group included the woman in your photograph. When they walked up the stairs that day, like the occupants of the castle 500 years ago, they too were destined never to get out alive. The official story was that they had gotten lost during a freak blizzard in the labyrinth of tunnels beneath the castle. A subsequent fire destroyed the castle, caused the tunnels to collapse, and made the bodies impossible to recover. That was the official story. Excuse me for interrupting. Do you have another name? I feel a bit self-conscious, and I don't mean any disrespect. You can call me John. John, that's good, John. Well, uh, he does it again, the Clive Turner <laughs> editing style, where you, uh, where you cut from, you know, it's funny. Um, we, well, I'm sorry, I'll finish the the sentence. Will you cut from one half of the movie to the other half with no sort of real reasoning? When when the woman there says, "Wonder what you're really doing here in Pioneer Town," and then it cuts to the next scene right away. It sounds like she's got a, maybe a little bit more to say in her sentence, or something that that should that should come to something, shouldn't it? Should there be something that happens following that, but then it goes no right to um, the uh, the priest's house. Is it a rectory? Uh, no, or is it? No, no, he's not a he's not a at a at a at a, at a church. Um, 
But it goes to that priest's house with more of the story and some more clips from Howling 5, the rebirth. And what they say, I don't know if you heard, is more like, did I pass? Um, it wasn't a test, wasn't it? I wonder what you're really doing here in Pioneer Town. Because when I just listened to it for the first, I watched it twice to, to, to talk to you about it. And, oh, I've watched it a thousand times before that. I realized as I was sitting here listening to it at a normal volume, I couldn't understand a damn thing they were saying. I feel bad. I mean, he he's Australian. She sounds South African to me, but I guess she's probably Australian. Um, uh, if any of you know, please, please contact me. I'll see if I can find it. But um, part, part of the fun, as always, when I do these is that... Um, the only research I've done is research I've generally previously done, apart from Night of Horror. When I did Night of Horror, when Night of Horror, I did some extra research on that. But but the, the fun of this is watching the Howling movies and trying to figure out how things went screwy and, and why things are so wonderfully screwy. So, yeah, so that's the opening, and it does feel very awkward um, because she seems to have more to say or he seems to have something. It's just weird that it cuts. To, that's a, I, I want to say it's a bad edit. But in some ways, it's a beautiful edit. And then it goes back to the priest uh, and the magician seeing all the chants they have ever learned. They were all, no, that's me doing the chamber of... Um, wait a minute. Chamber of 32 doors? How many doors are the... Why am I forgetting the Genesis song? Chamber of 32 doors? Um, that's me doing that. Every time I do that, the priest and the magician, the priest and the policeman, the policeman is still listening to the story, and it is nighttime. And as we've already gone through a day, he must have come back either either this takes place as i mentioned before this this doesn't take place in the same timeline as what's happening at uh, Pappy and Harriet's because the the policeman goes to the pre- and i know i've said this before but if in case you missed the episode the policeman goes to the priest's house in the evening at the same time that Ted arrives uh, from what we see because they're intercut Ted arrives at Harriet and Pappy's Pioneer Town Palace that evening he gets the job and then the and then the priest and then the the, the, the the policemen are still talking and talking. Then it we basically see a day, a montage during the day, which to me looks like it goes for several days, but I guess it's only one. And then we the fo- scene we just saw at the beginning with Ted and I forget her name um, is at nighttime, and presumably um, when it cuts to the police and the policeman and 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 the priest, it's the same time, but um, they're still talking. He's still telling the same story. So either he's been telling the story for 24 hours, either he left and came back and we didn't know it, um, or um, this is this scene, the scene that takes up the bulk of the minute, takes place 24 hours before the beginning of the minute. Eh. It's, I don't even think they probably thought, I wonder if someone did say at some point to Clive Turner, maybe like, hey, um, you think someone's going to notice that? And he was like, this is going direct to video. Is everyone's going to be drunk or high or fooling around when they're watching this. No one's going to pay attention. There's going to be no guy doing a minute-by-minute podcast, you know, in the future. What's a minute-by-minute podcast? What's a podcast? Uh, so so we do, we, yeah, we do cut to uh, the priest and the uh, policeman. And at the end of it, we learn the priest's name is John. Uh, but we see some footage from Howling, Howling 5. And it's basically uh, that castle. And the um, and a, and a, like a van full of people show up. You can see Ted in it briefly. He is a guy. He's one of the guys with the ponytail. You, you don't really focus on him. They don't really mention him, but he is one of the people who's called to the castle. So that is, so so that's one of the things. Like, what are you doing here at Pioneer Town? And then like twenty twenty five seconds later, if you know Howling Five, you're like, 
isn't that Ted or the guy who plays Ted? Was his and then you'll be thinking what I'm thinking. Was his character named Ted in Howling Five? That I'd have to look up. I want to say yes. I will get back to you in the next minute. But but that okay. All right. So so that's actually smarter than I thought it was. I I was goofing on the bad edit there. But it goes from what are you doing in Pioneer Town to this this thing, and then the moment you see the van pull up, if you know Howling Five, you would think, oh wait a minute, isn't there he is? What is Ted doing here? It must have something to do with Howling Five. And then if you remember how Howling 5 ended, you might also come up with a little bit more of what's going on, but that may be too far ahead. Especially since we've... Well, we've we've got a brief glimpse of Howling 6. And, um... Uh... And we... Howling 4 hasn't come into the mix yet. So... Yeah, so we see that, and it tells you yeah, the, the the official story. They all got lost in the labyrinth, and the castle burned down. It was, it was interesting that the first few times they said the castle would not burn down. But this time, it five 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 hundred years later, it did burn down. I um, I have to watch Howling Five again. Like I said, I remember Howling Five being a lot of fun, and Howling Six is 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 also a lot of fun. Um, so so yeah, so most of this is talking about Howling Five with Ted in it. Uh, although like the movie doesn't point that out. If you're watching this, I mean, I think the thing is when they show up at the castle, it's clearly a castle. It's not something you would find. It's an old castle. It's not something you would find in Pioneer Town, in Barstow. They don't have a lot of castles that I know of. Plus, it's clearly cold, and there's some snow involved. And um, they they mentioned the blizzard. So it's clearly a different place. I'm wondering if 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 you didn't know. If you didn't know that this was a, um, this was from Howling Five. I mean, obviously, you would know when you watch it that this is from a different movie because it looks like a different movie. It, lo- it looks different. Uh, it's kind of better lit and, and such. But um, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's about it. So, so we're going to end with the the policeman asking the priest something, and um, and we we covered Howling Five pretty quick. We just saw a few shots of them entering the place and going into the place, and then I thought there were more flashbacks from Howling Five, but. It is what it is. So let us, um, yeah, so we leave off there, uh, about to watch uh, Karen White's final um, moments on television and final moments of her life. And then we're going to hear more of the policeman and the priest. The P and the P, Pebble and the Penguin, Prince of the Pauper, the policeman and the priest talking. Listen to this. 